Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Ogilvie. Hello, my loves, and welcome back. Happy to have you spending a little time with me today, and I hope that you find it beneficial for your day, your week, your life, and I know that the things that I've learned as a person who is coming to coaching, a coaching student, and as a coach have changed my life, so I know that there are things here for you as well, and I'm just really happy to be here and sharing with you again. I know that I've been talking a lot lately about actually, you know, not so much changing and not fighting our thoughts and fighting with ourselves about those changes in the past episode. And I think a lot of times when when these ideas are, are presented to people, you know, thoughts not being true, they, they hear things like, oh, I need to let down. You're saying, you know, don't have standards. You're, you're saying, you know, that I shouldn't care about these things. Or, you know, when we're talking about relating to yourself compassionately, a lot of people are like, hearing that they're going to coddle themselves, that they're not going to push themselves ever, and that, you know, they'll somehow become selfish and indulgent. And I've done like specific episodes on some of these things, and I know it'll come up more in the future. And, you know, all of those things are are not true. It's really about really coming back to a more neutral, a neutral place because if those things are causing you pain, if you're struggling, if you're unhappy because of the way you interact with yourself or the standards and the thoughts that you have about how things should be, it's become something that's not working for you to get you to wherever it was meant to, to start with. It's holding you back now and it's keeping you from enjoying your life. So, you know, what we're doing is really just starting a lot of times I think a better place than, like I said, just trying to jump in and change is just getting back to a neutral place before the the training that you've had, you know, through society, through the groups in life that you've been a part of. You know, it could be your school, your religious upbringing, your family group, your friend group, you know, before all those different things your your brain, your unique brain started working through them and sorting them and trying to make sense of them and placing all these judgments and labels and meanings and attaching to those things. So we're just trying to go back to a, a neutral place where, you know, there's time before there's a label. There's time in your mind before there's a reaction. And those things are no longer programmed for you in a way that doesn't work. You're able to take time look at it with intention and make those choices like we've talked about before live intentionally and decide do these mindsets do these thoughts do they work for me are they actually helping me you know do they create a life that I want right now are they leading me to a future that I want and really being able to look at that from a neutral place and then you can start adding different things back and now you're not attached to them so they're more flexible you use them you know when they're helpful to you and that happens all the time even when you start doing the work and you're working to change things you might be working to you know a goal thought and in the future 
you get to a place where that thought doesn't serve you anymore. It was once your goal thought. <laughs> it was once something that you you looked forward to that you wanted to get to that thought because of you know that it was going to be a better thought for you, more serving. But now you see it doesn't work for you anymore and and you want to change that. So it's always about, you know, being open and just having an awareness with yourself and your thoughts and then also a relationship that's supportive and compassionate and allows you space to change, to grow, to adapt to, you know, your life as it flows so that you're never stuck in one place. And we we do that with ourselves and we do that with our, our judgments towards other people as we've talked about you know, in many of the episodes, those those kind of things really can put stress on relationships when we have very fixed ideas of how everyone should be behaving. So it's really just important to see how these our mindsets affect our lives, you know, and the saying, drilling it into you, our thoughts create our feelings, which lead to our actions, which generate our results. And when your thoughts, you know, and beliefs are these mindsets that affect how you interact with everything, it's important to be aware that they're there and they're functioning that way. And that's not always obvious. And it's sometimes even once you become aware of it, like actually paying attention to it and developing that awareness in the moment is a, an entirely different step than, than just being aware of it. You know, I've, I've mentioned that before. I knew, you know, and we talked about, I learned about in therapy. And of course, it was something that was kind of apparent to me that I had a negative mindset and that I tend to beat myself up a lot. But it wasn't until, you know, I was able to actually work and get to a point where I saw it in the moment happening and was also able to realize, like, those thoughts aren't true and see you know it was a a beautiful thing a beautiful moment to see how in the past I would have went with that and just felt horrible the rest of the day and beat myself up and you know went into the nobody likes me everybody hates me guess I'll go eat worms I don't know if you guys know that song (laughs) I learned that when I was little with a little children's story that I like but it gets in my head quite often now but you know these these filters and these mindsets are are very important to be aware of and to see how they affect your life. And, you know, we talked about the reticular activating system, the RAS, and I was listening to a Jay Shetty the other day. I love Jay Shetty, as you know, and he was talking with Mel Robbins, and she called it like your brain's bouncer, which I loved because that's kind of, that that is the job. It's, you know, it's not letting in the things that, aren't on the list. And we need that in our lives. We get so much stimulation. There's alarms and notifications and emails. And, you know, like when you're driving, there's there's billboards, there's signs, there's other cars, there's always just everything coming at you so fast. And you have to have this system that kind of throws things out. But even though that is just like many systems, a good system, you have to also be aware that it's throwing out information that could be useful if, especially if there is a a filter or a a mindset, which to 
the RAS is like its list of who gets in, who gets out, that is not the best. It, you know, maybe needs changing. Oh, maybe we should let this person in and not, you know, the negative beat me up. That actually brings up a good point. A lot of people teach as a fun brain hack if you have a harsh inner critic to personalize it and name it. Some people don't follow that teaching, but I think it's cute. So, you know, if you name it and relate to it, but you still might want to be like, okay, we're not letting, we're not letting her in until we talk to her at the door. Like, hey, you can't, you can't beat me up. Let's talk about, you know, how to support what I want here and not how I can't do it and I'm worthless. Something like that. Anyways, this is the system that you have in place and your filters, your your mindsets are blocking things out. And so it's important to be aware of how that works. And, you know, it, it's really interesting even thinking of examples and ways to, to illustrate that. I thought of something that I had heard before and would be a good example for how our filters can work against other people, you know, how we think if someone does this certain action or says this certain thing, that there's no way they could possibly mean that any other way but mean or cruel or to hurt you or whatever it is we're thinking that this may mean. You know, my father's in, in law enforcement or was in law enforcement. He retired and I've talked to him about this, but it was actually something that I learned working in public safety in, in college. They were talking about witness statements. And, of course, now I, I, now I work in the other side of the legal profession as a paralegal. So I do have a lot of experience with this. But, you know, when you have witness statements, when you have witnesses, if their stories match up very closely that is actually a sign that they've cooperated and that it's not true. You know, you would think you that's good, right? All the witnesses saying the same thing, that means that's what happened. But that's actually a sign that there's been cooperation among them because people don't see things the same way and they don't remember them the same way. I mean, even something as important as like when, say, there was a phone call, Someone might say, the phone call happened before we left. Uh, another witness might say, you know, the person called while we were on the way to such and such. That doesn't mean either one of those people is lying. It's actually more of a sign that they're just remembering different when that phone call came in. So things like that actually show like, hey, if, if these stories are matching up, it's something's been shared, something's they've agreed to this story. So, you know, how much more so when we're in these different relationships with people, could we completely remember and interpret something differently than someone else? If, you know, even memories of who said what, who did what, and things like that, and what order things happened in, go through our filter and go through our minds and all come out differently. So that's one way that, you know, it helps to illustrate that this filter can affect your perception of things and can cause, if you hold on to it, if you're dead set, this is how it should be, this is what it is, can cause conflicts for you or, you know, is maybe not serving you, is causing you some kind of pain, is holding you back in some way, and you're still sticking to it and using it for 
because that's what's programmed into your brain that this is what you do and this is what works, even if you have evidence to the contrary. I was also listening, as I said, when I was listening to Jay Shetty and his conversation he was having with with Mel Robbins and they were talking about mirrors and you know they were talking about how we see ourselves through all of our filters and and our lenses in our brain and a lot of times you know there's dust on the mirror and it's these thoughts that we've collected over our lifetime about ourselves and so we can't really see ourselves because of all these mindsets and these thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves that work as dust on the mirror. And I think that's a a beautiful illustration. But it also reminded me, you know, I have, I guess, fairly even symmetry in my face. So I never knew this was a thing. (laughs) I mean, I know that mirrors like reflect things back at you back like they flip them. And of course, we all know that now that we do selfies like, oh, uh, my shirt's you know, my shirt's flipped backwards and now I have to flip it. Or maybe you've noticed if you if you flip the image on your selfie, it doesn't quite look as good one way versus the other. Because cameras and our eyes and things, they're mirrors, they're flipping things back and reflecting them back. So, you know, not only is it flipped, if it's got dust on it, you can't see clearly. But I didn't know until I met someone who didn't have facial symmetry just how much different it looked in the mirror. I didn't even realize that this this person's face wasn't as symmetrical as mine. I, it looked fine to me. Not that not being symmetrical <laughs> doesn't mean that it looks fine, but it looked symmetrical to my naked eye. I didn't notice anything. And then the first time I saw them, they were standing in a mirror behind me and I saw their mirror, their face in the mirror. And it was this, it just, I couldn't believe it. I can't even explain to you how it looked. If, if this has never happened to you, you wouldn't believe it either, but it was like slightly crooked. And I was like, that is not what this person looks like. And I was just shocked. Like, imagine this person looks in the mirror, and when they look in the mirror, that's what they see. Whereas I look at them, and I'm like, that's not what your face looks like. It doesn't, like, it had one side in the mirror was significantly lower than the other. And I was just like, that's not what you look like. That is weird. I had never seen that, I guess. And I never really thought that I had good symmetry in my face. Because, you know, the better your symmetry, you're supposed to just naturally people like that look, they say. I mean, I'm sure that's what I wouldn't say naturally. I think that's because that's what we've seen. We've been socialized to see. But anyways, so, I mean, I didn't notice. I didn't know that that was a thing. I just, you know, it's a mirror. That's what I look like. But so I probably can't see the things that are being moved for my image and that person, I was just like, wow, I, I'm shocked that that's what you see. And I was like, you don't know what you look like. I guess a, a picture would be a more accurate, but still it's, it's a flip too. But the, what they would see every day in the mirror was not, was not them. And it was just really surprising. And, you know, that's how our mindsets work. And in this case, a lot of times, we don't see other people as they are and we don't see ourselves as we are and that can be you know extremely painful we might not see 
that we have that harsh inner critic and that we're beating ourselves up for, you know, standards and programming and things that don't actually matter to us, that we're, you know, living on these past ideas and these past programmings and we're not present in the moment and enjoying our lives, but we just keep doing it, right? If we keep telling ourselves, hey, you're not good enough, you know, maybe one day that'll motivate us to change something, right? Even though it hasn't so far. (laughs) And sometimes I know that we think the things that we have done that we are proud of, that it somehow led to that. But as I've mentioned before, you know, because those things tend to get fewer and far between for some of us, or even as they they become more rapidly for others, they don't change anything, right? They don't change that outlook. Or when they become fewer and farther in between, you know, we don't see that that's because all this weight, all this pressure, all these thoughts that we're having are not motivating to us. These filters, our mindset is very important. And you have mindsets about many different things. And, you know, I know it's something you might hear, change your mindset, how to change your mindset. And you're like, what does this even mean? What is a mindset? I don't have a mindset or maybe you don't really understand what that is or how it applies to you. But it's really about your thoughts or, you know, a grouping of thoughts is what I usually think of as a mindset. But it can also just be one thought that kind of, you know, affects how your mind operates in a lot of ways. Like if you struggle with I'm not good enough, that could affect your relationship that could affect your job, that can, you know, affect even your friendships. So that's a mindset, this, this core underlying belief that you're not good enough. And it might, you know, there's all kind of other layers that it will create of thoughts that keep you seeing that filter and reacting even to that filter in, or that mindset in a certain way. It's really important for us when, if we're in a place where, you know, our thoughts are not serving us or, you know, how, how do you know that? Well, if you're struggling with always wanting things, wanting, wanting, and not feeling good enough, not feeling like you can get there, not happy with your life, you know, more consistently than you are happy because that should be, yeah, there's going to be fluctuations in that, but if it's consistent, you know, if there's consistent dissatisfaction, sadness, anxiety, whatever it might be, and it's more towards the negative. It's not even a 50-50. It's something that you're consistently struggling with, and there's a thought process there. There's a mindset issue there, and it could be something not like that. You know, a lot of people come to me with when they're struggling with, with chronic issues, chronic negative emotions. But it can also be, you know, there's something in your life, just one thing that you're trying. Maybe you're leveling up your business or starting your business or, you know, there's just one particular thing where you're looking for growth and you feel like you've hit a wall. You know, I, why can't I do this? Why, what am I doing wrong here? Maybe this dream is not for me. And you're just struggling with that level and you want to level up. You want to grow. This is something that you do feel like you really want to do. There could be a mindset there that maybe it hasn't held you back in the past, right? You, you kept working through it. 
you kept pushing and you got there, but now you've reached a level where you're, it's really kicking in for you. You know, now you feel like, well, you know, the imposter syndrome's here. I was good enough before, but now, now that I'm in the big pond with the big fish, now I don't feel like I'm good enough to be here or that I have the skills, the talent, whatever it might be. It can be a chronic thing that you're seeing in your daily life, or it can be just a next level thing. And it doesn't have to be everything, right? Even though I said there may be a general dishappiness, it could just be one area that you're struggling with, that that mindset's really affecting you in. But having this information, being aware that, you know, if it's something that you're struggling with, look at your thoughts, look at your mindset, and see, you know, what thoughts you're believing whether you think that they are good thoughts or bad thoughts what are the thoughts that you're believing that are holding you back you know because it could be things that you think are good like I've got to do it perfect I've got to do it this way I've got to do it that way that's actually holding you back another good example from Jay Shetty's podcast uh, right before I recorded this I was actually listening to it and he was talking to Big Sean And so again, you've got Jay and you've got Big Sean and they're very accomplished people in the areas that they work in. And, you know, Big Sean was talking about timelines and deadlines and how that can be detrimental. And, you know, when you fix out this certain timeline that you want things to happen on, there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's giving you guidance. You've got goals. But when you're stuck to it and it is something that is causing you to be upset and to be unsatisfied he's like that might not be the timeline it's just not the timeline for you you know and and for him it was a there was a spiritual aspect to it you know that he believed in you know maybe it's not God's timeline and that's right and you don't have to have a spiritual outlook to it you know it just might not be your right timeline having that guidepost we talked about before that that might that's a good thing that's going to make sure that you keep moving forward towards your goals but if you're stuck to it and you're like I didn't meet this goal I didn't meet this deadline that just that means I can't do this instead of well that means this was not the timeline for me and let's see what happened you know was I looking towards a wrong goal did I have an unrealistic goal is there something that I need to change and now I can meet that goal you know and now I've learned something that you know, might push me in a different direction, might push me ahead on the timeline from what I had thought before. All that can be open to you and available to you if you're more flexible in how you're looking at it and you're not letting it dictate your meaning, your worth, and even where you are. So it's it's important to see these different mindsets at all times. And well, you can't do it at all times, but as much as possible and see how they're affecting you and be aware of that so that you're choosing you know you're choosing to go with that mindset you're choosing to go with those thoughts and beliefs and not just letting them happen to you right not just saying if you don't meet the timeline if you don't meet these deadlines that you made up you've failed you're and then that's when it you know if it's okay we failed at this what can we learn that's one thing but when it's I'm a failure Now you've got a thought that's causing a lot of problems. It's causing negativity. It's slowing you down. It's keeping you from seeing, you know, how to grow and how to get where you want to be. And also bringing in negative emotion that's not 
necessary, extra suffering. So these are important things to be aware of and to start looking at in your life, these different, your thoughts and your mindsets and and how they're affecting you. And, you know, again, it's not about not having standards, not having beliefs and not having things that we keep, but it's it's about doing it from a place of intention and choice and always being flexible and open so that we're not, with the bouncer in our brain is not always bouncing things, you know, when we might need some, some thought to it. We might need this new information. It might change something for us in a good way, in a positive way, and we don't want to just be bouncing it out. So there has to be some level of awareness there. And there are all kinds of things coming at you. So like I said, these systems are not bad. It's just something to be aware of and work with in your life so that, you know, you're a part of the process and aware and awake part and not just letting, you know, these processes run your life because that's what leads to, you know, the negative emotions and then feeling like life is just happening to you. So I hope that this has been helpful, just kind of giving you more of a general idea of how, you know, thoughts and mindsets affect our lives and why it's important to get back to this more neutral place where we're not labeling and judging things and we're watching, we're learning to be the observer of our thoughts and feelings and, you know, being okay with what is there just as it is and not labeling it and trying to get rid of it without understanding right and without just being able to process it and experience it before we try to move it change it label it quash it (laughs) all the many things that we try to do to avoid negative thoughts and feelings if you would like to dig into this work and apply this daily to your life that is what i do as a coach and you can do a free consult to talk about working with me as your coach. I look forward to hearing back from you and any questions you may have on this episode, and I hope that you have a fantastic day. 